going to go, if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs 4.18, and we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and read this verse to you, and you've probably got it in front of you. But the path of the justice is a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of wickedness is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Uh, let's pray together. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank, we, thank you that we have time to to make time, Lord, to be in your house on Sunday morning and, and at other times, Lord, so we can look into your word, so we can sing, so we can pray together, so we can encourage each other. Um, we're, we, we are really in a, in a world of spiritual combat, Lord, and, and as soldiers on, on the front lines, Lord, we all need the, the camaraderie, we need friendship, we need people alongside us, Lord. And so I thank you for the body of Christ. I thank you for a church where we can be together and encourage and, and look into your word together. Uh, I pray that you would take your word this morning, Lord, and, and use it to, to penetrate into our hearts and, and to teach us, Lord, and help us to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his name I pray. Amen. I want to I'm gonna tell you a story. We can go ahead and do the next slide here. Uh, <laughs> I just grabbed this off my computer, but... The idea of daytime and darkness, or daytime and nighttime, and and light and darkness. Sometimes we get sort of romanticized views of that, and you know they're just kind of like the yin yang, you know. And uh, we had an experience a couple years ago. And if some of you follow Rochelle, does a blog that's called Our Writing Pad, and it cleverly is W R I G H T I N G instead of you know the other way. So if, if you enjoy following blogs, she has one. This appeared, this, this situation appeared a couple years ago because it really was, well, it was kind of traumatic actually at the time, but, uh, we like to hike and we like to, to camp and things like that. And this was, uh, two years ago in September 17th. And we went to one of our favorite places in the world. And you can go ahead and move that forward. Uh, so there we are. It wasn't the whole family, obviously. It was me and Rochelle and Anna and Mary. You can go to the next slide. So this is one of our favorite places. Is the, it's a park called the Jacques Cartier Park. And Jacques Cartier, if you don't know, he was an explorer that came to United, or North America back like in the 1500s, early 1600s. That was, there's a nice statue of him not far from our home, but uh, this park is actually named after him. It's beautiful. It's kind of the edge of the Laurentian Mountains, just in the edge of, off, about 30 miles off of the St. Lawrence River. But they have these big glacial valleys that go up. And when you're at the top, it kind of looks... Well, you can see it's mountains, but then they have these deep valleys that are cut into it. You can go to the next slide. And uh, if you ever come up, we'll be sure to take you there. So it was the four of us, and it was... I don't know if it was Sunday afternoon, might be. Um, you can go to the next slide. Um, next slide. <laughs> it's a place we like to go. Uh, next slide. Okay. And now that's really small there, but... So we got there on the Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and we were raring to go on a hike. And so we were in the, the Discovery Center, and we had this conversation with the little, the lady behind the desk, and we're like, well, we want to do, do a hike that we've never done before. So she said, well, you can go on, it's called Le Loup, which is the wolves. That should have given us a warning there, but it didn't. Uh, you can go to the next slide. She said, you should do the Loup. It's, uh, I mean, the beginning of it is kind of steep, and you get up there, but there's a really beautiful lookout. And and then there's another lookout, and if you've made it to the first one, you should go to the second one too. And I'm like, okay. 
So, uh, I'll get back to my notes here. Um, it's about a 6.8 kilometer walk one way. So what's that, about four miles uphill. And there were two lookouts. And so we took off. We had three bottles of water and four Kit Kat bars. And uh, we started up. And if you go to the next slide, uh, that's the trail marker in the next slide. Okay, I don't know how well you can see that, but that is a mountain trail. And it's going up like this, and there's boulders on the path. So it was pretty rough going up the first part of it. Then we got to the we got to the first lookout, and it was 5:30. And we're like, "Well, the lady said that if you got to the first one, you should go to the second one too." And we should have noticed at that point that a lot of the rest of the people were going down the trail, and we were still going up the trail. And we we should have known better, but we kept going. And uh, we got to keep advance the slide there. That was the first lookout. And then the next slide, there's uh, Mary eating a Kit Kat bar. And then we got to the summit. And you could look all the way back down the river to the Discovery Center. And, uh, yeah, we took some pictures, and it was 6.30. And this is September. And we're at the eastern end of the eastern time zone. And we started to realize that we were in trouble. And so we turned around... And even though uh, the top part of the trail was pretty smooth, we had a long ways to go. So we started come tearing down the mountain. And, okay, we'll get to this one in a minute. That's kind of, seems weird to be there. But um, we got about three quarters of the way down. And it was pitch dark. And I started to get nervous. <laughs> Um, it was really dark. I mean, it's kind of like fir trees and a lot of, uh, it was really pretty dense coverage there. And just what was a pretty, what was a rugged trail going up became treacherous going down. And they had cut, like cut across the trail for water to run across. And um, there were places, Mary was a little smaller than she is now. And on the way up, she was kind of climbing the steps. I mean, instead of being a nice seven-inch step like here, they were steps that were like maybe 14-inch steps. So on the on the way down, she was having quite a bit more difficulty. We were all having quite a bit of difficulty. And it, it, we came almost to a dead stop. And I, being the clever person that I am, I pulled out my cell phone and turned the flashlight on and killed my battery in about five minutes. And we're like, oh no, what are we going to do? Because I really didn't want to spend the night on that mountain. And Victoria, she was at home. We told her we'd gone hiking, and but she didn't know where we would have been. And uh, so I'm like, what are we going to do? And uh, I don't say I panicked, but if you call 911, is that panic? Oh, okay, I called 911, but there was no service. We were up on the side of the mountain in a mountain valley, and there was no service. I was going to call the ranger station, but I didn't have that phone number. And um, so all that to say, don't let me organize your next camping your next camping trip. But what we did, what we did was, you see how bright that is. It's it doesn't look bright now, but it's kind of really bright when you're, well, not really bright, but bright enough. And on that particular trail, 
they had put little markers on the trees every 20 or 30 feet uh, for the hikers and for the, the snowshoers um, to see the trail. So Anna was in the front, and I was in the back with a cell phone, probably yours, and with just that light, we had enough light to see the markers, and we went down the mountain like that. And every Anna was out front, and we're like, where'd the trail go, Anna? And she's like, down. Because <laughs> it would come apart, it was like you just come up to blackness, there was no, there was no spot of light on the tree in front, it was just black, because the trail had gone down. And, and that's the way that we came down the mountain. So we, Rochelle, in the, in the blog, she says her phone was at 57% when we started, and when we reached the car, it was 51%. And the really funny part about that <laughs> is that as dark a place as Quebec was, when we got to our car in the parking lot, there were three gospel tracts shoved under the windshield wipers. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Never would imagine that. So we learned some lessons. Always bring a flashlight, uh, maybe a flare gun. Uh, make a more realistic assessment of your situation before you go hiking. Uh, going down can be much more work than going up. And, uh, yeah. I think the thing that really struck me with that was the ability of a telephone light <laughs> to get me down the mountain. Not the flashlight, right? Just the monitor. And um, it, it actually reminded me of this verse in Proverbs. Um, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The truth is that we have a, in, in a world where everything's going kind of crazy and there's a lot of competing messages, uh, we really need to hold on to God's word. Uh, it is a gift, it's a treasure that he's given us, and the Bible describes that path that it provides for us as, uh, as a shining light. And just as those little bits of reflectors and lights were placed on the path to guide whoever was on that trail, God has given us his word as a guide. And we really do need to cling to it. Uh, this verse, actually, it, it talks about the path of the just being more than just a little light. It talks about it being a shining light that gets brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Now... <laughs> My best way of thinking of that is, I don't know if any of you guys or ladies have the experience of sneaking out into the woods early in the morning and hiding alongside of a trail and something and then waiting for animals to come along. Does anybody else do that? Okay, not as many as there used to be. Okay, well, <laughs> I used to do that when I was a, a young man, and I do it now when I can, but I'll, I'll sneak out into the woods in the middle of the night and, and wait for some unsuspecting creature. Um, but the neat thing about that is, is that you get to see the blackness of night and how dark it is, and you really can't see anything. And then, gradually, the light starts to come up, and you can start to, to see the trees and the bushes. And, and I tell you, squirrels make a lot of noise in the morning. You start to hear the squirrels and the trees, and you, you get to hear the world wake up, and you get to see the world wake up in the morning. And what's incredible is that how bright it gets eventually, even on a cloudy day, how bright it gets. And I think that's more of what this passage is talking about.
that that what God has given us in his word, it's not just a little spotlight, just a little something to help us along. It actually will, will reveal to us God's world and his plan for us and his, his guide for our life. In alongside of our thankfulness to God for the light that he gives us through his word, we really need to have, a, all of us need to have a missionary heart. The, the, this verse, it goes on to, uh, I'm going to go back to my verse here. It goes on to say, the way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. Uh, the truth is that we live and we live and we breathe and we interact with people in a in a, in a very dark world, and sometimes the people that that are that are our own family, that are our friends, that are people across the street, they're stumbling over things in life. They're they're, they're stumbling over situations. They try to get themselves out and they stumble. And I don't know about your situation with with God's word, but. I think that, that the book of Proverbs is a very practical book that helps us with a lot of situations in life. And we need to have, we need to have, really have a, we really need to have a broken heart and a heart that cares enough um, not to just invite people to church or to try to be their friend, but to also introduce them to God's word. Um, in, in systematic theology, if you like to study that, um, God has revealed himself to us in a, n- a number of ways. And it's possible to, to see God and understand God through creation, through the world. And the Bible tells us that, that even unsaved people can look at the world and and see God's majesty and his power. But the the thing is, is that without the word of God, the written word of God, the God, the Bible that God's given us, people can't find out about Christ. They can't find out about their condition. They may know that they have problems, but they really can't find about the, about the real spiritual condition without God's word. And that's why missionaries and churches over the millennia have spent so much effort putting God's word into to people's heart languages because it really is a necessity. We'll continue on with our passage here. I'm actually going to move a little farther than that text. Um, you can advance that slide and advance that slide. Actually, yeah, you can go ahead and turn that off because <laughs> I'm going to be off my notes anyways. The, the the author of Proverbs, he gives us some very practical uh, guideposts in this passage. And that's just what we're going to look at for a few minutes here. It says, the way of the wickedness is as edge darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, or daughter, you could put your words in there. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are like life unto them that find them and health to their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it, are the issues of life. One of the first guideposts that we have is our heart relationship with God. And 
as Christians, and even if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, the relationship that you have with God in the state of your heart is sort of a watershed thing. And that's why a lot of times, as you, if, if you listen to your pastor or other teacher, Christian teachers, we spend a lot of time talking about the state of our heart and what our attitude, our attitude is towards God. Do we have a willing heart? Do we have a listening heart? Do we have a, a heart that's open to when the Holy Spirit starts to, to, to teach us and to talk to us about different things in our lives? Having our hearts in a correct relationship to our God and our families and the people with whom we interact is key, is key to living lives that please God. And at the end of the day, that is, that is our goal. Um, I really like, some of you know Micah 6.8. Micah 6.8, he showed thee, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of thee but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. The heart really is the key. Then he goes on to give us some, some other guideposts. Put away from you a forward mouth and perverse lips. Does anybody need me to define that? <laughs> That's one we probably all struggle with. If you, if you don't struggle with it, hooray to you. But my kids can tell you, <laughs> even I struggle with the things I say. I say, don't say that, and then I say the same thing I just said not to say. Right, John? Watch the things that come out of our mouth. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before you. What, what, am, what am I saying? What, do I, what am I putting in front of my eyes? Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Where am I walking? Where am I walking in my Christian walk? Where am I walking in my daily life? What are those places that I'm taking my family? Where are we going? Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Where am I walking? And I, I missed this a little earlier. I went over it um, as we were talking about uh, being a good witness. The, the, the Word of God is like a light. Uh, but the Bible also teaches us that we have an adversary. And the, the, the adversary, the devil, the, the Satan that is in this world, the Bible teaches that he blinds people to God's truth. And I can tell you, if I had been on the mountain trail and had had a flashlight and had been coming down that hill, the light wouldn't have done me any good if I was blind. And even though the Word of God is a wonderful thing, it is something, a marvelous thing that He's given us, and we can give people a Bible, we can encourage them to read it, but we need to be praying for them too because without the ministry of the Holy Spirit in their life, they're not going to be able to understand it. And it takes the Holy Spirit's grace and His work in their life to help them understand the message of God's Word. I'm going to close with this and you're probably going to end up getting out a little early. <laughs> um, I want to ask you to, to continue praying for us up in Quebec. Um, pray for us on a daily basis. Uh, both Rochelle and I are 
very busy in our ministries, and it's easy to get wore out and burned out. Um, pray for us that we would have wisdom. Uh, it is Quebec is a dark place. Um, I would ask you to pray for our church plant. Uh, we have a, a type of church plant that we're doing. I'm not sure what you would call it exactly. <laughs> it, we, we're gonna, the plan is to move into the community and invite the people that are in our community, invite our neighbors. Uh, we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start off our time together with a meal. And then we're gonna, we're gonna share some prayer requests. It's not gonna look like a traditional church service from the get-go. It's gonna be much more it's going to start out in an apartment building, in a, an apartment, probably in a, in a, in a, an apartment room. And we're going to invite our neighbors in there and, and we're going to start with that key core group. And I'd ask you to pray for us to, to have wisdom. Uh, we have some dear friends that we've invited and I can tell you their names, uh, Fred and Marion. And we have Irmaine and what is Jenny. Those are our first new visitors that are coming to our church plant group. And um, I ask you to pray for us, um, that, that really we would follow God's lead in that ministry, and um, that we would just be productive servants, okay? Can you do that? And like I said earlier, a couple times, I'll repeat it again, if you think of it, and you, and you decide you want to do a youth trip, or even you just want to come see us up in Quebec, uh, you're very welcome. Uh, just give us a couple days warning, okay? And um, I pray that, that as you go out this afternoon, uh, that you would consider those couple verses that we looked at. Uh, well, firstly, if you decide to go on a hike on a mountain, make sure you take a flashlight. <laughs> Secondly, treasure God's Word. Uh, it is a challenge for me to get into God's Word every day, and I try to do it. Right now I'm trying to get through the Psalms again. I find the Psalms to be very encouraging. But remember those guideposts that God's given us. Um, you, you know, on Pilgrim's Progress, they were like climbing up the hill trying to get to the celestial city or whatever. Well, on our trip down the mountain, it wasn't gravity it was the problem. <laughs> we could have gone as fast as we wanted. We would have gotten eventually to the bottom of something. Uh, but we really had to rely on that light uh, to get us down that mountain safely. And I want to encourage you, with the Word of God and your church here, um, to really be very intentional about your spiritual walk um, and, and keep those guideposts in mind. And then take the opportunity uh, with your neighbors and with your families to... Well, you can invite them to church, and that's good, but also to be a friend to them. Um, that, that goes a long way. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for First Baptist Church, and I, I thank you for your word. Um, there's so much in the book of Proverbs, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that when when you show us your will, uh, that it is like a it is like broad daylight, and and we we can know that, Lord, that you have a plan for our lives. But we need to be in your word. We need to be spending time with you, and. I thank you, Lord, that you do have a plan for us, that you do have guideposts for us. And 
Lord, I would pray that we wouldn't be so busy with our own lives uh, that we forget the people that are going down the path alongside us, Lord, and that we would really have broken hearts, Lord, um, for the people you put around us. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen.